Hello. Welcome to the Daily Crown for Monday, July 1st, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. Today's Movie Monday. And uh, today I'll be reviewing and giving some, some thoughts on Men in Black International, which was released uh, June 14th, 2019 in the U.S. I saw it yesterday. It's been hot around here. So a couple of friends of mine and I, we wanted to get out of the heat. And it was either go to the mall, go to a movie on a Sunday. Not a lot of options. And we hate the mall. Uh, I only go there when I need to go to the Apple store, and I didn't need to do that. So, movie it is. So, we went to see the movie. Uh, saw it at the uh, the Penn Cinema, one of the Penn Cinema theaters, which I really like. There, it's a great theater. And you know, I, I have a I'm a big fan of the Men in Black franchise. I've I've I remember watching the first film. Uh, you know, so many times when I was a kid. You know, Agent J and K. Uh, and it was just phenomenal. Like, you know, that, that was, that was one of the Will Smith's best movies. It, uh, it just has, had everything in it, you know? It is, yeah, it had, it had everything in it. It, it, it the first movie had Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones and, uh, yeah, I just, I enjoyed the heck out of the first one. I didn't really like the second one too much, but I kind of liked, uh, number three, actually, too. Where, where we had briefly Tony Lee Jones, we had Josh Bro- uh, Brolin and Will Smith together, and that was way back in like 2012. You know, like that was a long time ago now. <laughs> but uh, I like all these movies, especially the first one though, because they they have this charm to them. They are a mix of serious serious ish kind of sci fi and you know, comedy, and they do a lot of interesting world building. That's what it most attracted me to the first Men in Black film, and this idea that there are all these aliens living among us peacefully, they're mostly in New York City, and there's an organization called Men in Black, which is literal, as well as just a cool name, and they're there to police the whole situation. Uh, and that's cool, and some of the best scenes of the first film are them going around just meeting random random people who turn out to be aliens. And they do something on this movie, too. So this movie really feels like a soft reboot of the franchise, which makes sense since it's been so long. It does take place in the same universe as the previous ones. They do make that clear with a kind of a brief nod to Agent J and K, but they never speak their name. They never mention them. You never see them, never hear anything about them, but you do kind of see a reference to them at one point in the movie. But that's it. And that's a little disappointing to me because I would love to know what the heck happened to them or what happened to Jay. Like, uh, you'd think that someone that famous saving the world and everything like a couple times <laughs> would, you know, involve the time travel incident too. And the third one, you think he would, uh, you know, have more of a appearance. You think he'd be in charge of at least the New York branch or something? But who knows? In this movie, they open up the whole world, so it's not just New York City anymore. That's Men in Black. There's a London office. There's like other offices, branches all over the world, and they even imply that there's something above those branches. There's like a higher level organization, so maybe maybe Jay's up there now. Maybe he's in charge of everything. Who knows? But in this movie, we have uh, two men in black, or people in black. I don't know. They make that joke too. Like, what are you going to call them? Because one of them is uh, is Chris Hemsworth as Agent H, and the other is Tessa Thompson as Agent M. And if that pairing sounds familiar, that's because they were also paired up in Thor Ragnarok, which is one of my favorite Marvel films. And again, they have amazing comedic uh, chemistry together. They are very amusing together. 
Chris Hemsworth especially continues to impress me with his comedic uh, abilities. It really is he really is a funny guy and he's super charming and he mixes he mixes uh all of his his best attributes together. You know, he plays they play off his handsomeness. They play off his charmingness. They he plays kind of a goofball a little bit, but someone who's actually super competent at least some of the time and he used to be in the plot of the film he used to be like the top agent apparently and yet when he, when and he celebrated for helping helping save the world along with Liam Neeson's agent High T who's the head of the uh, MIB UK branch and but ever since that event he's been a little off and they do kind of explain why but I was a little bit confused as to why I, I I'm going to give a spoiler warning because I'll probably have to talk about it a little bit. But um, yeah, I, they kind of explain it, but I don't think the payoff is very good at all. Not at all. But anyway, this movie is, I'll come up front and say it's not the best Men in Black movie. It's okay. It's not offensive. It's not terrible. It. I had a lot of fun watching it, but that was mostly because of the performances between Hemsworth and Thompson, who are the heart and soul of this movie. And I really hope they make a sequel. Because those two actors in these roles need a better film. So, the plot of the movie really doesn't matter. It's kind of a MacGuffin chase again, and then it becomes... Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a MacGuffin chase, basically. It's just, it's just reasons for them to go to different locations around the world and meet some char- other alien characters and have action sequences. Literally, that's it. Now, some of them are actually really fun. The highlight car- alien character is uh, Kamali Nanjani. Probably mispronouncing his name, but uh, you know who I'm talking about. He plays the the he voices Pawnee, who's this tiny tiny alien warrior. <laughs> who they don't explain anything about his background, but he's basically he literally is a pawn, like on like some kind of chessboard. And he had a queen, and like when they when they find him uh, in another country in a scene that only exists to find him. Uh, you know, he ends up pledging his allegiance to a new queen, which is, you know, Tess Thompson. You probably saw that in the trailer. But he's actually really fun, and, believe it or not, plays a pivotal role in the end game of the plot. I mean, really does. It, it's actually a highlight of the film. It's it's actually kind of a hell yeah moment. It's really fun. And that's the thing about this movie. It's, it is fun. It really is fun. I had a good time watching this movie. I enjoyed the the the, the performances, the leads. I liked the action sequences for the most part, although some of them are kind of boring, like very straightforward. Uh, some of the some of the fights. I like the uh, I think the alien twins are these shape shifting twins who can who have weird, somewhat uh, poorly defined power sets, but they're essentially unkillable. They're kind of like alien terminators in that respect, and I like that. In fact, they could have done a lot more with them, and that's basically my main critique of this they have so much good material in here they're really doing a lot of world building in the background of this film and they are not using it effectively it's a real shame like these aliens are intense like they are even the effects they use are pretty intense but they they show up every once in a while and then they get shot at and then they they get away and it is kind of like they're being chased by some alien terminators a little bit but they don't really lean into that they don't really go the logical conclusion about that you never really find out why they're here there's one line where they're like, oh, after they're, they're basically uh, like suddenly dispatched from the movie at one point, you're like, they, the characters realize like, hey, maybe they were here for this other reason. But that's it. It's never really confirmed. You don't learn anything about them. You never know. You never know anything about them. And I guess that's kind of the point because they're, they're hive, which is supposed to be this kind of 
I don't know. It's also a poorly defined alien race. See, that's the kind of thing. They do world building, but they don't give you details. And it's a fine line when you're in a movie like this. I, in the first Men in Black movie, they didn't explain everything either. They didn't go into great detail. They didn't need to. But in this movie, it's like at least the villains in the old movie, the, the original movie, was like was well, had some detail. Like <laughs> had he understood, you know, why they were, you know, basically what they were there for, and uh, why they were going out there, MacGuffin. He understood, and they had character. But these guys have no character. They're just silent antagonists that kind of walk around looking scary and melting people. But you know, so that's okay. The main main reason to watch to watch this movie is to see these two characters go into crazy places. I wonder though if the plot isn't. Uh, I think the plot is rewriting the continuity of the franchise because if I remember correctly, in the first Men in Black movie, they talk about the origins of the Men in Black being the 1947 Roswell crash. I thought anyway. In this movie. They say the men in black have been around since at least like the 1880s or something when Eiffel Tower started getting built because the Eiffel Tower is actually like a portal and it was used for the first alien migration to Earth. And like Gustav Eiffel was a man in black. And it's like, well, that really changes the timeline a lot, <laughs> you know, and it, it gives them the excuse to, to broaden it to beyond just New York City, though, because in the first movie, it's kind of implied they say most are in, around the New York City area but it kind of implies that there's only like the one area one branch in new york i mean they don't come out and say that but i don't think they ever say that it's anywhere else either but and uh you know and and the, some of the characters in that movie are from like the 1947 incident so yeah it, this definitely does some retconning but it's kind of a soft reboot so it, it makes sense it's not a big deal i mean they also had like weird time travel in the third one that's probably caused all kinds of plot holes <laughs> I don't remember the second one at all, uh, but that's okay. So the, the 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 plot is basically Agent H. He's he's a little weird after he and and High T had defeated the Hive a couple years earlier, and he's not quite himself anymore. And they go, and uh, Tessa Thompson, her parents were neuralized when she was a kid. Some alien creature was spotting the neighborhood, and then they didn't get her for some reason because I guess they were the really incompetent agents and. Parents are like, are asked, oh, are there anyone else in the house? Like, just our little girl, but she's asleep. They never investigate. They never check to see if the alien came in the house. Nothing. They were just totally incompetent. Anyway, so she sees this, sees the alien, helps the alien get away, and then is not neuralized and spends the rest of her life, like, training herself, I guess, getting educated in, in anything that might help her to, uh, to get in the Men in Black and then applying to, like, all these government agencies with these high scores so she can get in and then trying to get into the division it's Men in Black and like the FBI, the CIA, and there's a couple of funny scenes where basically <laughs> she's trying to get like a CIA person or FBI person to admit the Men in Black exists, but of course they don't know, and uh, so they, uh, they, um, and then of course I kick her out and think she's insane, but she eventually tracks down the Men in Black and is in his uh in the original location from the first movie, and of course she's captured and then but she convinces them to get a, give him a chance. She becomes a probationary agent. Gets sent to London by um, uh, Emma Thompson's Agent O, who's the head of the U.S. branch, New York branch, whatever, of MIB. And sends her over there because something strange is going on in London, so she goes over there. She ends up teaming up with Agent H, uh, and they have their little MacGuffin thing about a weapon that can destroy, like, solar systems and 
they meet characters from a lot of them from H's past and uh and they try to uncover kind of a mole in the Men in Black organization itself and it all kind of revolves ultimately around H's experience. It's extremely extremely predictable. I mean, just seeing the trailer, you pretty much know the entire movie. But that's okay because it's a lot of fun as I said, and I think it's worth seeing especially on Netflix, especially maybe even as a matinee. We had, I had a good time. There were some great uh there were some good and some maybe great action sequences or some good. I don't know if they were great, but there's some fun action sequences. Probably the standout one for me is the fight scene that happens between Tessa Thompson's character and um, an Agent H's old old flame, who happens to be an alien like uh, arms dealer, who has like three arms. But you know, it reminds me why there aren't alien arms dealers on Earth that they know about. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess the idea is that you know they they live here just like humans can be arms dealers. But it's like how many aliens are on Earth that they can't like just not allow them to be arms dealers they know that she's an arms dealer. why don't they just take her out and like i don't i don't really understand the rules because <laughs> like you know what i mean like in the first movie they make it pretty clear that the men in black essentially make the rules up they have like a treaty or something uh, i guess maybe it's part of the treaty to allow warlords or like war arms dealers on i don't understand the rules uh i want to see what the treaty said because I, I feel like uh, I'm a little confused about are the men in black police are like what does the justice system looks like for aliens breaking the rules in the first movies it just seemed like they had carte blanche to do whatever they wanted to uh, you know like if if aliens were getting out of line but that they were trying to keep the peace because if they didn't they'd get blown up by a bigger alien you know so it's like that's what kept them from being jackbooted a holes is that they were trying to ride that line I don't know and that's kind of the impression I got but in this one impression i get is that uh they're not really police at all <laughs> at least not h they're just i don't know what they're for. i don't even know what they are they're just having a good time going on adventures what it seems like but anyway there's a really good fight scene uh between tess thompson and this alien with three arms that really takes into account the fact that she has three arms like you you start thinking about the mechanics of a fight scene if you had an extra arm that was fully like usable and coming off your back or something you could punch somebody with it you can block and grab things and you know, it's and it comes off really well. Unfortunately, the other fight scene happening simultaneously with uh, Chris Hemsworth character is kind of boring. But the whole scene ends up with a payoff from earlier in the f- in the film that I don't think it deserves because it's really overly coincidental. But yeah, that's that's kind of like the third act, and the the movie has a pretty good de- decent run up in the beginning when she's trying to discover the Men in Black. But then they quickly rush through her recruitment, get her out into the field, get her over to London. But then once they're in the London, they don't really do the whole get to know London and the aliens as much. They kind of try to, but then they jump around the world at places, but they never really fully explore the areas. So everything feels rushed, 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 rushed. And then by the, the end, it just kind of goes to warp speed and the plots resolved way too quickly, way too conveniently. They're just for the stakes that are supposedly there in this movie. It just feels like there's no stakes at all. And that's something that I don't remember being the case with any of the other movies. I always felt like they were funny, they had comedic moments and everything, but the stakes felt much more real in those previous movies. And I don't know what that is. I, I don't know. I the writing. I don't. The actors are great, but they're not. I, I don't know. Tommy Lee Jones was really the reason why you had that sense of grounding and 
seriousness in the first one. And in this one, there is no straight man. And that's, that's kind of a problem. I love Chris Hemsworth and T- Tess Thompson together, and having a different dynamic is a good idea uh, when you want to have revitalize a franchise. But the first one, you had a straight man that was Agent K, and that always reminded you that we're, we're having a serious, there's a serious conversation here, a serious situation here. This is a strange and weird movie you're watching with aliens and, and all kinds of, of weird MacGuffins and, and weapons and, and stuff you don't understand that they're not going to explain to you. But you got to take it seriously because Tommy Lee Jones is taking it seriously. In this one, I don't know. I guess maybe Liam Neeson, high T, is supposed to be that, but he's not in it enough for that. He's not part of the, the duo. Uh, you know, and Emma Thompson's even in it even less. And then some of the other agents that come in here, they're not, you know, they, they don't, they don't have that gravitas. So that's kind of an issue. Like, uh, I feel like they maybe should have made, uh, either Tessa Thompson or Chris Hemsworth a little more serious, have a little more gravitas and, and let the other one, one of them carry the, the comedic stuff. I think they're trying to have Tessa Thompson, but it doesn't work because she has no experience of this she's completely green so she doesn't come off as having any gravitas she comes off as being competent yes but being new and not understanding things that are that are exactly happening because she doesn't she doesn't she's she's new and and chris hemsworth comes off as like he knows what's going on but he's just a goofball half the time so i don't know so the dynamic is great in the moment but it doesn't quite work to hold the movie to keep the movie grounded. And so the plot kind of suffers for that. The sense of stakes kind of suffer from that. But while you're watching the movie, while you're enjoying the ride, you don't think about any of that stuff. You're just having a really good time with these two actors who also seem to be having a really good time, uh, as, well, as well as Pawnee. Uh, and it's just, these, it's just more like a ride than it is a great film. I enjoyed it. I think it's worth watching on Netflix or as a matinee sometime. Definitely, I think we're checking out, and I, I really hope they make another sequel. And in the sequel, they allow the writers or whomever to, like, I don't know, make it a little bit more grounded and still have the dynamic they have here. And I think it would work better, you know? Uh, so I think that's the main thing. It, it just need, it needs to do more with the material it has. It has so much world building has gone in here. There's so many questions that were in my mind about the Men in Black universe after watching this movie, and it's like, go in that direction. It, it, you know, a real, real fans of this franchise, if they stuck around this long, that, I think, is what's going to hook them. You know, explore the mythology of Men in Black a little more. And they, 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 they tease that in this one, but they don't go far enough, in my opinion. So, that's going to be it. That'll be my, that's my thoughts of Men in Black International. My rambling Monday evening thoughts of Men in Black International, a movie that you have either already seen or have no intention of seeing because it is July and this came out in June, and good luck even seeing it because Spider-Man comes out tomorrow. (laughs) Speaking of, I changed my ticket, so I will be seeing it tomorrow in a theater that's not as nice as the theater I saw Men in Black in, but I will be seeing Spider-Man, the latest Spider-Man movie, in Screen X. So we're going to see, like, the sides are going to light up, and also the hope is because the ticket was way more expensive than a regular ticket that there will be less annoying teenagers in there or children or something watching the movie on opening night. Probably will still be annoying, but uh, I wanted to see it Tuesday. I, I decided after I had a ticket for Friday, and then uh, my friend Mike was like, I'm going to see it Tuesday. I'm like, wait, I should do that too. It's just Tuesday's really tight. I got a lot of stuff going on tomorrow night. 
got the music series. But right after that, going to go see the movie. Uh, I don't know if I'll have time to talk about tomorrow night, but definitely on Wednesday. I will be giving you my, my thoughts on that film. That's it for the Daily Chron for Monday, July 1st, 2019. Have a great day. Talk to you next time. Later.